A quick disclaimer, I am in no way a medical professional, nor is any of what I discuss medical advice or opinion. This episode features personal anecdotes and personal reflections and takeaways. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to Perfect Forge, the podcast where we talk about navigating young adulthood and discovering what's just right for me. I'm your host, Catherine, and I'm thrilled, per usual, to be talking with you all on this beautiful Friday. I know that we are late in this episode, a week late. This episode was supposed to come out last Friday, but it was just a whole mess. So some of you know that I've started recording podcast episodes with headphones on, which I never done before. And I know everyone's like, Catherine, how could you not know this? You're supposed to do this, blah, 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 all this stuff. I didn't know. I'm totally self-taught. I didn't really question why they had headphones on. Um, but when I tried recording, it was so difficult to hear myself a little bit delayed at the same time as I was speaking. So uh, it just got weird. It's even weird as I'm recording right now, but I didn't like how the last episode sound. It sounded a little bit, uh, I'm going, ah, so much. (laughs) It sounded a little bit monotone, maybe. Not as animated as I normally speak because, like I said, I was just so focused on listening to my speaking voice that I was having trouble speaking in the moment. Regardless, here we are this Friday, and this week we're talking about a long-awaited topic, one that you all have been asking for advice on for months, how to deal with rejection. I get this question all the time. And honestly, I didn't have an answer for it until quite recently. Forget, you know, like a good answer or actually one that would help. But like many realizations in my life, my answer came to me while working through my shadow work and through some lived experience. As I've mentioned before, and I'm sure you're aware if you follow me, I fit the Western beauty standard. I always have. I am a white cisgender woman. So please keep that in mind as I talk about rejection, because my perspective on rejection is very different than someone else's. Growing up meeting this beauty standard, I associated a lot of my self-worth with looks, my physical appearance. If I was hit on or flirted with or desired, it meant that I was good, that I had purpose, that I could be happy. So when I wasn't being actively pursued or I was rejected by someone, I thought, there's something wrong with me. It wasn't until around this past fall that I was able to shift my mindset around beauty and rejection. And honestly, I started getting more comfortable with rejection when I started duetting men on TikTok. (laughs) Now, some of you have seen them, if you follow me. It started with this guy, Nick. I think that's his name. And I duetted one of his videos being like, hi, Nick, my name is Catherine, and I think you're very attractive, but I also think we kind of look alike, so I don't know how I feel about that. (laughs) I dove head first into potential rejection land with that. I went fully with the direct approach, and I hoped that it would pay off. 
It did not. I went back a few hours later to see his page and see if he'd posted anything new. And I went to the video I duetted to get onto his page. You know, like I went to my video and then clicked on the duet to see his. And it said that he deleted the video. Fully said, nope, I do not like this woman. Uh, I'm deleting this video. And I was like, oh, well, all right. <laughs> Glad I have that answer. And that's when the mindset, oh my God, why can I say this word? Mindset shift really happened for me. And it's the mindset that I share with you all when you ask me about rejection. My new phrase that I now say is rejection has both everything to do with you and nothing to do with you at the same time. You aren't going to be for everyone. Simple fact. Just like not everyone is for you. Think about it. Have you been interested in every single person that's had feelings for you? Or even interested in all seven plus billion people on this planet? No. So why would you expect anything different from anyone else? Just because you aren't for a specific someone doesn't mean that you aren't it for anyone. There is likely someone who is a perfect fit for you and you them. So rejection has everything to do with you because the person rejecting is saying you are not for me. But at the same time, like with, you know, writing or art, rejection has nothing to do with you. Unless you are a terrible person, the person rejecting you probably isn't rejecting you because of who you are. Because they think you're the worst and not deserving of love. No, you just aren't it for them in the same way. You know, when you submit your writing or your art somewhere and you get hit with a rejection letter, letter, oh my goodness, my words are getting all tangled in my brain and in my mouth today. Goodness. And also, apologies, my voice is still coming back. I've had my voice raspy and kind of lost for about two weeks. It's like my long COVID. I don't know. I emailed my doctor about it. And they haven't emailed me back. Anyways, when you submit your art or your work somewhere and you get a rejection letter, the gallery or publication probably isn't saying no because they think that you're a shitty writer or artist or person. They just aren't vibing with your work and it's not the right fit for them. And that's okay. I want to acknowledge as I share this phrase as well, that like I said, I have always had an advantage in the dating world. I have always been someone who, if I wanted to, I could be in a relationship. And I've heard many people, including some of my close friends, talk about how frustrating it is to hear people, especially people in happy relationships, say things along the lines of, oh, the right person will come for you, it's just a matter of time, or you'll find someone, don't worry. And whether or not that's true, it's super annoying and kind of invalidating. So I'm not going to come on here and tell you that you can't be upset or annoyed or feel like shit when you are continuously rejected or if you constantly see your friend or friends receiving attention and wonder what's wrong with me. I'm not going to do that. 
I am just going to share what has helped me as I work on decentering other people's opinions and not basing my self-worth on other people's perceptions of my physical appearance. The first part of that decentering is my mindset shift, which we already talked about. The second is the notion that shame and embarrassment are choices. From my limited knowledge of the brain, shame and embarrassment are defense mechanisms. There have been points in society and time where if you did something out of the usual, you would be outcasted or exiled, and that would quite literally mean death. And while I'm sure that that is still a real possibility for some people today, it's not as prevalent. And when it comes to being rejected by a romantic interest, I would say for a lot of people, at least many of us in the U.S., it's definitely not life or death. So what I've found makes rejection easier is to act like it does not bother you as much as it does. And I guess this applies more if you get rejected by a stranger or someone that you aren't close with. Because if it is a friend, I think that's very different. And I'll talk about that in a sec. Let's say that you're out a bar or a club somewhere and you see someone attractive. So you go up to them and you ask them to dance. And I know, I know this is bold. And a lot of you are probably listening and be like, oh my God, how would you do that? I can't. I can't do that, blah, blah, blah. Listen, if you've been listening here for a while, you know that I'm a pretty direct person and I choose to just go up and tell people how I feel. So in the scenario, let's say you're also being bold and you do that. If they say no, even if they literally look at you like they are disgusted, just be like, okay, enjoy your night. Bye. (laughs) I had a video on my TikTok where I do a little role play of this, and this doesn't have to be verbatim. Like, if someone is overly rude to you, you can definitely be like, okay, bud, no need to be rude about it. Have a good night. And I like to laugh at them if they're being rude because, one, I think you should laugh at more people when they're being dicks. I think it makes them really mad. But also, you know, why do you think you're so cool being an asshole to someone who finds you attractive? Weirdo behavior. Anyways... Back to our little role play. Like, if you go up, they're disgusted, they're, or they're just like, no, blah, blah, whatever. If you sulk and are upset for the rest of the night, you're choosing to let this random person ruin your night. And I don't want you to not feel your feelings. Like, if the person was genuinely rude, you have every right to be upset. And at the same time, they are a stranger, they know nothing about you or your values, or your personality. So who are they to make you feel bad about yourself? You know how amazing and powerful you are. So do not let this random person ruin your night. Do not let them make you feel shame and embarrassment for you being really fucking cool. You know, like you're going up and you're telling someone how you feel. You're giving them a compliment. That's cool. Don't let them ruin that for you. I have a slightly different approach if it's a friend that's rejected you. When it's a friend or someone close to you or someone that you really thought was different, that's hard. That's really hard because it's someone you have an emotional relationship with. So my advice there is to remember your joy outside of that person. I recently confessed feelings for someone close to me and we are no longer friends. 
which does not mean that I discourage you all from confessing your feelings. I will still think that you should admit your feelings for the person close to you, admit it to your best friend, admit it to your next door neighbor. I don't care. I don't think you should. Life's too short. Anyways, I told this person how I felt and we had a fallout and it was hard. It's still hard for me to be fully happy because my life was so intertwined with theirs. I called them at least twice a day, at least, most of the time more, and sometimes just to tell them a thought that I had. And I relied on them for making decisions. You know, they knew what I liked to drink more than I did. I would text them a photo of the menu whenever I didn't know what to get and ask them what I would like, you know, like a drink and they have a cocktail list. And so I would send the list and be like, hey, what, do you, what would I like? We hung out all the time. So when we stopped being friends, it was really hard for me to remember my joy outside of them. To remember that I had other people in my life that loved me and that I loved. Sometimes when it comes to friends that we have feelings for or someone close to us, we forget that we have a life outside of them. That we experience joy before them and we can experience joy without them. Especially if you are like me and can get a little codependent in your relationships, even though you are very avoidant at the same time. My last tip can be applied towards rejection, but it's also a tip that I give people when they ask me how to get over someone they were with or they were almost with. I guess I suppose the one that I just gave could be applied towards moving on from someone too, but anyways. If you are missing someone, or you want to move on, or just get someone out of your mind, I recommend getting a piece of paper and a pen or a pencil or marker or whatever you want to write with and writing down all the qualities or attributes (laughs) or traits that attracted you to that person that you loved or admired about them. Were they really kind? Were they spontaneous? Were they very loyal? Write it all down and then spend a week or two embodying those qualities. Let's use the spontaneous one. If they were spontaneous, spend that time being spontaneous. That doesn't mean you need to go book a flight across country or the ocean. I mean, if it were me, I definitely kind of would. Sag moon shit. Anyways. um, (laughs) But if you're taking a walk and you see a shop that you want to go into but normally wouldn't, go into the shop. If you wake up one morning and feel the urge to start, I don't know, learning a new language, download Duolingo or watch some YouTube videos. We are in the age of the internet. Literally, you can do so many things if you want to. You have heard me all say it before, and I will say it again. We often seek comfort from others that we really crave from or want for ourselves. There are people that I think we are attracted to Because they have an energy or an aura that we want. They have character traits that we want to develop in ourselves. They provide a certain energy that we lack. So when they are no longer part of our life, it can be really hard because we miss that energy. I found it easier to not only move on from people, but also recognize if I've even had genuine feelings for them in the first place, by practicing this exercise. The last thing I want to mention is that sometimes there's not going to be 
anything that you can do to get over someone besides letting time pass and living your life without them. And it may take a while. I didn't fully get over my high school ex until sophomore year in college when I started dating my most recent ex. I spent time away from him. I had him blocked for months. I tried being his friend. I tried it all. But nothing worked. Nothing helped me lose that connection with him until I met my recent ex. And I was like, oh, wow, I really love this person. I'm not even thinking about my ex. So if you find that nothing is working and you are still upset, let yourself be upset. Let yourself feel the heartbreak. Because sometimes that's all you can do. Thank you, my friends, for listening to this week's episode. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. For more tips and tricks and to experience more of me, Catherine, Follow me on TikTok at Kitty Starchild and Instagram kitty.starchild. And I know I reminded in last week's episode, but I will remind again. I have put the Patreon on pause, so that is not running right now. I will likely resume it in a few months after my move, but for now it is on hiatus. So if you go to search for it, it will not be there, I don't think. All right. Thank you again, my friends. I love you. And I'll talk to you next week.